here we go. Episode 16, Views from the Cheap Seats. I am your co-host, Taylor Curran. I'm Josh Condotta. My name is Tyler Telford. And forever and always, the man, the myth, the legend, Tyler Telford. We got a special... Uh, special Edition of the Views from the Cheap Seats. Yeah, today. a little little uh, twist there. A um, little got special the, edition of our, got, uh, of our wonderful pod. Our first, I guess, we've had, we've had guests on the show before, but I guess these are the first guests Interview? that we've had. First, yeah, it's our first interview. First for sure. actual interview, but it's also the first guest that we've had from, I guess, well-established and well-recognized, real, sp- yeah. real, sports. real sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So before before we jump into it, you know, always got to give the sponsor a plug. So, you know, shouts out to Batter Up Baseball, the the number one sponsor of Views from the Cheap Seats Pod. Batter Up Baseball is the largest youth baseball school in Canada with locations in Mississauga and Milton. Their game approach. Their game-based approach to player development keeps the fun and fundamentals of the game and ensures kids have a winning experience. Head to www.batteropbaseball.ca for more information. You know we're going to get cut from the sponsor because that's back-to-back weeks. You've botched that. I know. But they, they still get love, though. You're going to get cut, though. They still get love. It's disrespect. Yeah, they opened two Fridays ago. They got their they got their permits because Stage 3 opened. So check them out. Yeah. Looking for some late summer additions to the old... Uh, Itinerary for your kids? Don't have your kids on iPads all day. No, get no. your kids outside playing some baseball. Yankees baseball. <laughs> Yankees baseball. Yankees baseball. All right, I'm going to throw it over to you because you were the one that found our, our two pals yes. that joined us earlier. We, uh, we had kind of... Zoom interview, so COVID-friendly. Yes. Just so everybody's aware. So that we're not... Uh, Impersonating one's bubbles. Yep. Pun intended. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So we had kind of think, or very early on in, in the infancy of this pod. Good word. We, uh, word of the day. What's the line from Friends? Word of the day, toilet paper. Word of the day, toilet paper, yeah. Um, so in the infancy of this pod, we kind of talked about, like, ideal guests that we'd like to have on the show. And we we know a bunch of people who either played in the CFL or we've known a bunch of people who played college-level or uh, collegiate-level sports in Canada. And I think we ended up talking about, uh, I think I, we threw out guys that we knew in the OHL and everything. So today we finally made it happen. Um, the uh, How are you? The double dose of Blacker. Blacker, Ireland R. Oh, God. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> so, it. yeah, it's uh, it was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun doing that interview. Yeah, they were, they were great. So you guys will catch that later on in this episode. But they were, they were a lot of fun. A uh, couple of guys that have... A cool, cool stories in, uh, and different perspectives. Jesse on, played uh, Neo and his brother ben Jesse. Played. We did not interview Jesse. Jesse, oh how did gosh. I know you were going to do that? You Ian. Think. Calls you Zach. What do you expect? Yeah, sure. Ian played, Ian played in, in the OHL and Ben played in the NCAA. A little trendy action. I'm going to get harped on that for for work on that. Jesse like, Blocker, Ireland your, your, your co-host is a dink. Yeah, yeah he's, yes. he's quite a moron. <laughs> you should stop doing pods with him. <laughs> but we got, we finally got them out in uh, up in the in the cheap seats with us. Yep. With views up there, we're reviewing we up are there. Reviewing it, yeah. so that was a, that was a lot of fun. It was pretty. Uh, I guess there's like this common like perception on how like if you're if you're not necessarily involved in a high level of athletics, I guess as it is like if you're only playing all three of us. No, but yeah, exactly. But if you're only like house playing, league like, schmucks, exactly house league recreational. Welcome to red. Um, you kind of only have like this one perception on how you think it all goes down. And uh, getting that view, like when you hear Firsthand. Ian talking about getting traded, and um, the even even how when Ben was talking about uh, 
first committing to Western Michigan. It's all it's pretty cool on how those steps happen. So yeah, something that uh, hopefully you guys enjoy because we had a blast doing it. Yeah, they were they were good. They were a good couple of couple of lads. We got some some PG stuff, but uh, I found it pretty interesting. It was pretty. Cool. I thought I thought they were a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. All right, so want to jump into the NBA here? Yeah, we'll go NBA and then we'll. Uh, we we did baseball last week, so I feel like it's only fair that uh, now that hockey and basketball are definitely under swing. Sorry, full swing. Um, Pardon the pun. Baseball full baseball, swing. Yeah. <laughs> our, uh, we are we are on fire tonight. Are definitely uh, the playing games are pretty cool to watch. It's a bit weird. I'm not. I don't know how I feel about the virtual fans in the back. They don't. They're not proportionate to the actual seats, but whatever. Yeah, they're bigger. <laughs> My law bigger. Chris um, Paul's son is the size of him. But Raps note, I, the Raps are repeating. After that dominant win I over the Lakers. I, I, I know in the last pod I was saying that like I felt like it would be a Milwaukee final with somebody, either Denver or the L.A. I can't remember who I said. I said Raps clips. I think I said Milwaukee, L.A. And I'm not, after watching the beatdown that they laid down on the Lakers, that was awesome. Like, and it's just like, you, you can't help. Kyle play. Lowry's a rock star. But not even that, like, you can't, oh, yeah. I saw oh, a st- for sure. side note. I saw a stat today. I think also, since Lowry's been on the Raptors, they've won like sixty three percent of their games. I don't. I don't. Isn't that insane? He's been here for what eight years? Oh, six? Uh, no. I think he's been. I think he's been there for. I don't think he's been here for a decade. Eight years, I think. I would say. I would probably say eight. But yeah, they've won like sixty three percent of their games. Yo, yeah. Catchy. Catchy too. Being sassy. The, so uh, being the yeah the Bucks did clinch first. In the yeah. East, and the Lakers and the didn't Raptors clinch did first. Clinch second. So they, if the Raps win one more, they'll clinch second. Because they're four games up on the Celtics, right? Four and a half games up on the Celtics, and there's five games that. left, I think. The, how, this experience for them has just been absolutely awful. The Celtics? Yeah. Like I just don't feel like the, the they got smacked by Miami the other day. Miami's yeah. gonna be the scary team to watch out for in the playoffs. But anyway, the Raps, like, the Raps handled them. They on, did, on but Monday. they also blew it. They almost almost blew it too. Yeah, Fred VanVleet, thirty six points, career high. He's going high. to get paid this. He's summer, a rock buddy. star, man. I really hope he doesn't uh, leave. But also, a big shout out to Marcus Gasol's lettuce. His Marcus hair is ridiculous. Poundage that he's lost. Yeah, he. How skinny is he? He looks awesome. He looks extra lanky. But uh, so just in time for him to go for a rebound and then bust his knee again. Also, the Suns are on fire since coming into the bubble. They're four and zero, and they're two games back of Memphis for the last place in the in What's the West. What's the top eight in the West? Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Houston, Mavs, and then Grizzly are. Currently. Mavs are that low, eh? Yeah, I think Portland's gonna take that last spot. Portland's on the playoffs, right? Portland's a game out, but where's the Sacramento Kings? Memphis lost Jaron Jackson. Where's Sacramento? They are two and a half back. Okay, so but there's fourteen. How annoying was it when they were in the in the season or, rehype yeah, video, Jackson. and the Raptors weren't? I didn't even notice that. The Raptors were not in that season hype video, but the Sacramento Kings were. That's fine, man. The Raps all they have to do is win a ring to get acknowledgement, and they win a ring and they don't get acknowledgement. But so whatever. What it is, and like whatever. I've had this conversation with multiple people before, and it's like, and they, and it's all, it's all. Everyone's finally, I feel like, on the same uh, wavelength, where it's just like, you know what? That's fine. Like just before, I there, there were so many people that I knew, and there like the media in Toronto. Everyone was always saying it's just like with the Christmas Day games and all that. No, 
dumbness. They did get one like, last year. Yeah, but did it really matter? No. Like, I, like no. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't watch any of those games anymore. And it should have been against the Sixers or the Bucks. Like, playing the Celtics on Christmas Day was meh. And they lost. They did lose. Imagine they played uh, Philly. That would be great. That's their biggest rival, I think, in the East. I don't know. Who is it? Who? Really? Yeah, I'd say Milwaukee. Or uh, Philly, Milwaukee, I would say the Boston. Nets. The Nets are poop. Uh, it, not next year I'm they're going to be I'm sick, not, but... But I think that goes back for me when, like, the cage, the Kevin Garnett uh, days and, and then, well, not far back, Paul crazy Pierce far, and, but Paul Pierce and... Wasn't Ray Allen on that team, too? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Yes, he, No, Jim Johnson was. Not yeah. Jim Johnson. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Jim Johnson's a pitcher <laughs> in the MLB. And the rapper, Ballin'. <laughs> Jim Johnson. Jim Jones. Wow, just a rough day. I pulled a Taylor today. Back to back. Leafs are currently in overtime as we're recording, so this this could be a tense pod. Yes. And this this pod might end very quickly if the Leafs lose. When the Leafs win, we'll be okay. Okay, um, give me predictions right now, both of you. Goals from each team to win right now. Uh, Kapanen and for Tyler. Kapanen and? Fully no. Uh, no, it'll be like... Uh, Ooh, no. Like Dubois? Probably. Yeah. Okay, so Cappy Dubois, give me you. I'm going to go Bjorkstrand. Ooh, not, not a bad pick. Oh, don't take the penalty there. Bjorkstrand, and I'm going to go with JT. JT? Okay, so Bjorkstrand, Tavares, Kapanen, Dubois. I'll take uh, Matthews and Cam Atkinson. It's my boy Wierenski right there, but no. All right, so, yeah, I don't know. Like Going back to the NBA, like, I just feel like they're – the Raptors are just so used to not being looked at equally that I just don't think that it bothers them anymore. Like I, I, I'm not. This is no shot at Demar Derozan, but I think that he got way too offended about that way too easily. Like, yeah, I, I like you got. I'm sorry, but like the same thing that happens with the Jays, right? You're not going to get the same media coverage from the states. You're not, no. because when the when Americans turn on their TV, they don't give a rat's ass about the the Raptors or the Blue Jays. They don't. Be honest. You're going to turn on the TV? Okay, think about it here for a second. We get upset about it here because that's the only teams that we have up here. Yeah. Think about it for hockey. Just we'll you we'll just solely base it on something Canadian. Something's on TV, right? You're watching sports highlights. Are you well, you might be different. You two might be different because you guys watch as much sports. But for the person who just doesn't care about anybody but the Toronto Maple Leafs, are you sitting through Calgary Flames highlights? Yeah. I know you are. But the average person, no. No, that's my point. You're just you want to watch Leaf replays, but, Montreal replays, right? And that's my point. Boston, so whoever look, you think like. Think about it yeah. from the states, where you have one Canadian team, right? Somebody in Texas doesn't care about the Raptors. Doesn't care about yeah. Unless you're that weird person in Kentucky, but like who wants the Jays to play in his hometown? Yeah, but it's just like it's it's crazy. But like you know what I mean? Like that's just how it is. And like I understand why it's annoying to people. I understand that. I get that completely. But at the same time, it's just reality. Like, it, the same thing happens here. I don't care about the Vancouver Canucks. If if the highlights, I don't, like I don't either. No. But my point is, like, if the highlights are on TV, I'm gonna watch it. Yes. But I'm not going out of my way to go watch it. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I think the only other Canadian team besides oh, the Leafs, because it's in this vicinity, that I Edmonton? is Edmonton, which. I cannot believe the situation they're in right now, but yeah, they're down. They're down to Chicago two one. They anyway, are a game away from elimination. We'll get into this later because there's a lot of hot takes that we have here. Yeah, 
Yeah. But, uh, the return of the hot take segment. We could have a few. But uh, anyway, I just it's. I'm I'm super amped up because I love NBA basketball. Sorry, I love NBA playoffs. Like I just think it was pretty cool. Like everything that happened last year and the fact that it's not a crazy assumption to think that Toronto can repeat anymore. I and used to think I used to think that it was something that it was just like uh, maybe, but after watching how they handed a, a LA Laker team that was their first game too, but the Raps' not. first game. Yeah, and theirs too, right? No, they played the Clippers. Okay, two so nights before. even better. But it wasn't like a depleted Lakers team. It was, Kyle Lowry hit was just money. Yeah, he had like sixteen and rebounds you're go- and, and, and eight assists. And Ibaka and Gasol handled and AD like yeah nothing. And it was like it's, so that that's always promising because like you know how much when the when what's his face was in Cleveland, LeBron was in Cleveland. What's his face? Um, he just torched the Raps. You would. He was the he Raps killer. He was the Raps killer. Oh, Mikheyev. Oh. He was the Raptors killer, though. And it was in the Raptors' heads. And now, now I just, it's like they evacuated that that thought and that pressure of always having to face him every other time in the playoffs. And now the only time they meet him in, is in the finals. But I don't know. Like, am I wrong to say that? Like, it used to phase me at the beginning of the Raps' fame and fortune that they didn't get love from ESPN me too. and TNT. It used to bug me like crazy. But now it's just like, care. like it's just, it is what it is. Exactly. But I've, I've come to realize that that's, that, that is what American sports culture is. They don't care about anybody but their own. Exactly. And I'm not trying to sound mean, but it's just them. facts. Because we don't care. In, in terms of hockey, no one up here cares about anybody down south in terms of hockey. Like, I'm sorry. No one, no one, no one that I know is going to go watch anything like maybe original six teams. Yeah, but no like, one's I like watching like game Boston to New York play Islander game. I don't like the Islanders. I like. But you know what I mean. I like watching some West Conference teams. But it's like the people that like. Will you go out of your way to watch a Nashville game or Nashville no. highlights? Mm, I usually just watch like Sports Center and watch all the hockey highlights. But okay, but my favorite team in the West is Nashville for some weird reason. I have no idea why. Okay, so think about it in terms of like baseball, though. You're only watching the Jays. Uh, I know you like other games, and I know that you'll watch. Like you're like me. If it if a baseball game's on TV, like it sometimes could be the Athletics and Padres, and we're watching fo- it. Like Sportsnet will air like Fox Sunday Night Baseball. Right. It's like Yankees Red Sox or Dodgers Giants, something like a good rivalry. I like watching that stuff, but I'm not gonna go watch Milwaukee play. See, that's where Pittsburgh on a Wednesday. Anything hockey or anything baseball related, if it's on TV, it can be Colorado versus Florida Panthers. You'll I'll watch, watch it. it. It'll it can be the Cincinnati Reds versus the Miami Marlins and I'll watch it. Like that's just who I am. Like I the love COVID Marlins. Sports. I love those two sports. Yo, they're four and one, five um, and one. Whatever. Yeah, because they're infecting everybody. Leading their division. They're infecting everybody. Yeah, and everyone just, can't play. Their GM um, their manager says, "Go cough on people." But my <laughs> Don Mattingly. Yeah. Is uh, that their manager? Yeah. But the thing is, just like it's. But again, nobody down. No one in Canada cares about. Well, I can't say nobody because there are people. But my point is just like the average person who likes quote unquote the Jays or is a quote unquote Jays fan isn't going to tune in to watch Miami Marlin game. No. Isn't going to tune in to watch Miami Marlin highlights. But why would you do that? Because there's they're low lights. Yeah, they're plugs. But I don't know. That's just me. I, I think that there's definite optimism that the, the Raptors can definitely repeat this year. No, I, I agree with you. They they are deep. They are healthy. They look good. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a Nerds? Nick Nerds. Nick Nurse is a great coach. Their offensive also, and defensive schemes are great. Shut up to the year. Ridiculous. Nick Nurse was a vote away 
from getting coach of the year. Did Billy Donovan win? Yeah, him and booting him and uh, Budenholzer, Budenholzer, yeah, in Milwaukee. Split it. Why OKC? I don't know. Because maybe they have a depleted roster. No, OKC makes sense because they traded Paul George and they turned it into a yeah. But they, 40... they, they sound like they didn't get anybody back. They got Chris Paul. Yeah, but they traded a guy. Gilders Alexander Paul isn't a bad player either. He's pretty good. But he didn't have that year in LA that he's having in OKC, right? I'm, I I don't mind Billy Donovan, Gilgis Alexander. He's nasty this year. Yeah, but last year he was just like an OK player he was in a bench the player. Clippers. Yeah, I don't. But Nurse How deserves much regretting that trade. The Chris Paul trade? No, the Gilders Alexander deal. Oh, the Clippers? Well, I mean, they gave up five first round picks too. But I think it's such a Clipper thing to do. I think the Nurse has to get Coach of the Year. At least a nomination, well, and he didn't because, to win it. because he takes a team that you lose Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, your MVP and your one of the guys who was a big, oh. a big piece of winning that title, and you supplement with not much. Like you retain Gasol, you who's gone at the end of the year. You don't really bring anyone in, and you finish second in the East with you're gonna finish with 50 wins. He's awesome. Who? Nick Nurse. I think he, I don't think he's fully appreciated as a coach either. I don't think so either. Oh, nice hit by Riley. But, like, that's just me. Like, again, I come to that realization. How many years in a row could Sam Mitchell have won coach of the year here? Well, how many years did he make the playoffs? Two. Not even that. Yeah. Like, the, way that he, the way that he built that team. Okay, Dwayne Casey. How many zero, times could he have won? Zero, zero, zero. zero. How many times could he have won it, Dwayne Casey? Uh, one or two. Exactly, but he wins it once and then gets fired. But Nick Nurse had, has had two years. He didn't win it he went to the conference final, though, and they, he deserved no, it that year. No, he did deserve it that year because they beat the Heat, who were a pretty good team in the in the second round. And the Nets. They beat the Nets And year, took yeah. LeBron to six. Yeah, I mean, that's, that series was kind of a sweep. What, the Cavs? Oh, did anyone take Marincin to score? Because he almost did. That okay, that year against the the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, the Raps won two games, but like LeBron kind of let them have two games. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, like like Jonas Valanciunas let them have that win the last year he was there, missing that layup. That is forever ingrained in my memory. Yeah. Do you guys have freaking any... seven foot one and you miss the? Ugh, what a joke. It's like my like I I know I I know my dad isn't gonna probably be a fan of me telling the story, but in our men's league one year, I bleep you not. This is like actual facts. Rust. He has a I rust you not yeah. <laughs> he has a wide so a guy on my team makes this like all these unbelievable deeks, gets all the way to the baseline, the goal line, and chips it to my dad who's in the middle like in the six yard box. The ball was not in the air. It was on the floor. It was on the ground. My dad had literally all day and an eternity to shoot. He had no defense around him. Tell me how this man shoots it over the net. No. Yeah. It's like you and Alberts. <laughs> oh, uh, penalty shot in the semifinal game. But in the six-yard box. That's that's. And, oh, bad. he never lives it down. Like I mean, like, we all play ball hockey. Like you, you, you've met John. The guy who passes to him is Jack, the curly Q. Mm. He's so good. Like, yeah. He's fast. So like, and yeah. So picture that on a soccer field. 
So like he's making all these moves and he does all this work and uh, to this day like that. You know, no and he's shooting at a that. soccer net. He's shooting yeah. at a skyscraper <laughs> of a building. And he <laughs> shot it over the net. To That's this day, hilarious. no one lets him deliver it down, and rightfully so. Yeah, I have a story like that. We were in the semifinals of an elementary school hockey tournament, and I got tripped on a breakaway, and uh, I took the penalty shot and shot it from about the right side of the slot, probably 10 feet over the net. <laughs> just skied just it. Just Beckhamed it? Skied the net. I'm surprised. If it didn't hit the netting, it hit the top of the glass. It wasn't even close oh, to going in. Oh, it was indoor? In. Yeah, it was like uh, it was, uh, ice hockey. Yeah. Oh, penalty shot that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were soccer. No, no. Elementary school ice hockey. Over the net into the stands. <laughs> Bro, that's worse than my dad. <laughs> I am so bad at hockey. I can admit it. Well, you did pretty good there. Ball hockey's a little different. You gotta come out. You guys gotta come out and play this year. We do. Should we? Uh, should we throw it over to the interview now? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Let's toss it over. Enjoy, everybody. We have two guests that we have been we've mentioned on this podcast before. Superstars. Superstars, yep. The uh, stars are finally aligned, and we finally got them on. Uh, ben Blacker, ex-Western uh, Michigan Bronco alum, and Ian Blacker, uh, London Knights and Oshawa Generals alum. Blacker, Harley Nahr. The- <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> oh, Josh, gave me, Josh gave me a warning about that one. That's a good one, man. You guys, you know, you guys get that a lot or what? No. <laughs> he literally said to me, I was just like, he's going to say this to you, and he's just like, it's what does that even great mean? Great joke, man. <laughs> and I also give him the run that I was just like, not related to Jesse. Yes. Yeah, that was my first question. No relation? The, uh, the famous. I, th- I think that was my first question to you, too, right? Related to Jesse? Yeah, right away. <laughs> um, Maple Leaf legend. <laughs> All right. So. You guys, uh, Benny, if I remember correctly, you you actually having this conversation with you today. You ended up getting drafted into the EO2, correct? I did, yeah. By Ottawa? Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was a seventh seventh round to Ottawa. So, so why did you decide to go the NCAA route instead? Was there a particular reason? Um, well, so I, I committed to Western when I was pretty young. I think I was about 15 years old when I committed. And wow. so that was that was before the OHL draft. And I always kind of knew just from people that I had talked to that the NCAA was kind of a more favorable way to go in terms of development for goalies. So uh, from from the early stages, I had always thought that the NCAA was going to be the route that I would take just for my development as a goalie. So that's just kind of how it plan- played out. Did it... Uh... You, but you you ended up going instead of the OHL, you went USHL, right? You played for Cedar Rapids, right? Yeah, so I actually played. Uh, I played my minor midget year with the Brampton Forty Fives. Got drafted, but during my time while I was playing with Brampton, uh, I got called up to uh, the Milton Ice Hawks at the time. They're in the OJHL, and um, I AP'd five games for them, and I did mm. pretty good. So I actually ended up playing for them next the next season. So I played in the OJHL my 16-year-old year, and then uh, my 17- and 18-year-old year, I went over to uh, play in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, in the USHL. That year that you, uh, the second year you played for the Ice Hawks, was that like the only winning year of their history? Cause yeah. You, according to your DB, you went 16-13, and 13, and never since then, I don't know if they have 16 wins since that season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we, that season we actually had, we, we had a really good team. We had... Uh, 
some really good guys who came from the year IAP, they, they came over or they stayed the extra year. And um, we had a lot of young guys as well. A couple of guys that I grew up playing, playing against. So uh, we were, we were just a really strong team that year. And that, that year was a lot of fun. Do you wish you tried to maybe take it just in hindsight? Do you wish that you had gone the OHL route? Um, you know, it's kind of funny because Ian and I kind of bark at each other about this all the time. It's 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 not even it's not even barking when it comes to Ben and I. Like, it's his perspective on it is very different. And I will say this to Ben till the day I die: I think his career would have been very different if he had played in the OHL. I think different different in a better way. Um, I think he would have played more. He would have seen more action. Um, just playing more games. Um, OHL teams tend to carry less goalies. Um, it's just, but it's all in hindsight, right? Like who knows? Um, just like if I went and went to college, my career would have been way different too, right? Yeah, but the when we're both pretty happy at the end of the day with the route that we picked. For sure. I think, I think if we were to go back and do it again, I think we'd still pick the same route. Yeah. So give us your spiel, Ian. Yeah, so I, um, I played for the Oakville Blades after my minor midget year. Um, so I played a year with them in my 16-year-old year. Um, I was a fourth-round pick to London, but I was also committed to Western Michigan. Um, I committed when I was 15, so during my minor midget season with the Brampton 45s. So I also committed very young, and um, you know, a big thing was my, my parents were a big advocate for schooling, and um, I knew the NCAA route was a pretty good route to go, and I knew that obviously Western Michigan was a place I wanted to play. The biggest thing for Ben and I, too, was that we wanted to play together. Like, how cool would that be? Like, you're on a team yeah, with your sure. brother. Like, you're on a team with your brother. Like, you're going to school together. Like, we would probably would have been living together, right? So it's just so an absolute gong show is what you're saying. <laughs> it, it was just a cool, cool thought and idea. So um, I committed to Western when I was 15 in hopes of playing with my brother. And then after my 16 year old season in the OJHL, I sat down with my family and my agent and my agent was like you know what your nhl draft year is coming up and we see a bit of potential for you to potentially be drafted and um basically it was just they thought i should decommit from western michigan sign with london and go play in the ohl so um that's how that all kind of happened for me it was it's a big decision i think um you know I think the hardest part was telling Benny that, you know what, I'm not going to be playing with you. For sure. Right? For sure. Especially because I know that was a dream of his and that was a dream of mine for a while. But um, just in terms of looking at my career and what was best for me, I think definitely the, the OHL was the best route for me. Is there more – like I was talking to Taylor about this just before we started this but because we were wondering, is there more exposure in the CHL than the NCAA or vice versa or is it pretty even? They're, they're pretty even. Yeah. Yeah, they're super even. Yeah, because when when you hit a level like the NCAA and the OHL, even the USHL, um, you know, high end teams have scouts everywhere. Sure, and they yeah. know those are the leagues that produce some of the best players. So they they usually have their guys there working working around the leagues, seeing everyone. So uh, if you're talking about coverage, it's probably going to be about the same. What about the the atmosphere of the games? Like if you're comparing. I mean, London might be the outlier if you're comparing Oshawa with Northwestern. Yeah, was, what's even the difference like, there? just just from my experience, like London was, it's a hockey town, right? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, for it's, sure. It's borderline NHL atmosphere, right? That city lives, breathes, and dies like London nights hockey. 
it's insane. So yeah. it was, that was, that was, I remember my first game, um, just walking out onto the ice. And I think that year we had like 17 guys at NHL camps or whatever. So I was really, yeah. So I was in the starting lineup because they were all still, was still with their NHL teams. And I was in the starting lineup and I remember literally looking up to the roof of the bud gardens and it's just people, just a wall of people. That's all it is. So that was kind of an eye opener as to what hockey means in that city. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed my time in London. My teammates were amazing in London and, you guys um, had a sick you know, team. Yeah, yeah. You played with Evan Bouchard, Yulievi, Robert yeah. Thomas. Yeah. Mete. Foodie. That's your boy. He's playing. Yeah, yeah I'm, watching, I'm watching him play right now with Columbus, right? That, I used to drive that, that guy to school at 7 a.m. every morning. Really? Yeah. yeah. So that's that, that's another thing that's like kind of cool is because I'm I, watching Nick Robertson right now. I used to play against him. And then Liam Foodie, who's a year younger than me, I used to drive him to school every morning. Right, yeah, Max <laughs> so Jones, a, Mete. Right? So it's it's getting to the point where there's almost a guy on every single NHL team that I've either played against or that I know personally. Like Nick Suzuki on Montreal, I played on Team Canada with him mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's just and Victor Mete, like I was teammates with him. So it's just a it's a cool perspective. And um, but yeah, how about you, Benny? Are there a lot of people either you've played with or played against that are in the yeah, show now? So I got a couple guys, um, you know, guys that I've played with most recently. Um, uh, Sheldon Dries, he's with Colorado right now. Oh, nice. I can't remember if they called him up. He was playing in the AHL, but uh, he was up quite a bit in the NHL. So he's been doing really good. Um, I think I might have played against Mario once or twice. Um, when I was at the All-Steel Canadians, I played against McDavid, so I guess that's my little... <laughs> there you go. And he, and he didn't score on you, He didn't score on me. There no, you go. He had, like, two or three shots, and he didn't score. Still got lit up that... You're, bat- you're batting a 1,000 against McDavid, though. That's not, yeah, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, not bad. Yeah, no, I, I know a couple of good people, but, yeah. What's the, uh, the day-to-day in terms of, like, the NCAA-type athlete? Like, is it hard to balance like the school and the life with the actual athletics of it all yeah it's balancing everything in the ncaa environment is pretty tough there's a lot of demands in terms of your performance whatever your sport is um there's a lot of demands when it comes to that and um yeah i i think that was the biggest thing when i came into it i always thought i was you know pretty good at time management and then when I got to school, I realized I was not very good. So wait, the window, wake up yeah. yeah, exactly. So it, it is kind of tricky in terms of trying to handle everything at once. But you definitely kind of get into a pattern, especially when classes start. And you kind of know where you're going to be throughout the week. So it gets easier in that sense. But in terms of, you know, when 9 o'clock rolls around, if you've had a full day, you just want to sleep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's, sure. uh, it's definitely a lot of demand. And For Ian, sure. what give us the, the day-to-day of the OHL life? <laughs> yeah, so the day-to-day, <laughs> the day-to-day of like an OHL player is – so you have your high school players, obviously. So when yeah. I, was, I was in the OHL playing, um, I would go to high school from 8.30 till 10.50 every day. I would go to the rink. Um, I would practice at 12.30, 1 o'clock. And then I'd go home and then that would be my entire day. I'd probably work out, mix in a workout, do some video. Um, But other than that, it's pretty easy days. And then 
once I was done high school, um, it's pretty much show up at the rink at 10 o'clock, work out in the morning, practice, do some video. Um, the thing with the OHL is like, especially if you're a high school player, you're missing so much school because you're always, yeah, right? Yeah. You're missing a bunch of school and I know guys say that, oh, I'm doing my homework on the road or whatever and I'm doing all this. They're not. BS. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Big BS. At least from the guys I played with. Um, including, <laughs> including myself, right? Like it's just, you know, they, they say, oh, our education's important, and, you know, and I, I understand that the coaches and the management do their best, but at the end of the day, the players are there for hockey, right? It's so. Oh, Seth Jones is buried, eh? That's just kind of the view of the OHL. Um, at least that's what I found through my experiences. Yeah. You, you were traded from London to Oshawa. Yeah. Who, who were you traded for? Uh, Mitch Vandersonpool. Oh, oh really? he's a good player. Islanders pick, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's uh he's playing with their Bridgeport. I Bridgeport, think. yeah. Yeah. What, he's a good player. What was that experience like? That rock your world? Was it? That was man, and that was probably the toughest thing I've ever been through. Because here I am, like I love my teammates, like I love London. Um, I think the hardest part was like I loved the people I was living with. Um, my billets. Oh, your billets. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love them and um it was kind of a shock to me i got a call from my dad and um he was like well i think you're gonna get traded buddy and i go what do you mean and i guess my dad had spoken to my agent and uh since i wasn't 18 yet i was only 17 still um if i'm gonna get traded my parents are the ones who have to like sign my no trade really yeah it's just like a bunch of legal stuff i feel like but that was brutal yeah. So my dad called me and he goes, well, there's a good, good chance you'll get traded. And, um, I remember my agent asked me, he was like, well, there's a few teams you'd want to go to. And I said, well, you know what? I remember watching play uh, watching Oshawa play the Brampton battalion nice. at the power rate center when I was super, super young. And, um, I remember thinking that Oshawa had super nice jerseys. <laughs> so I was, Not to I was mention like, the alumni what? that's come out of that program. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I was like, you know what, if I get a chance to be a general, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to take it. And obviously in London, I wasn't playing all that much. And, um, but I was, I was just like kind of ready for a fresh start, but you know, it, it was super tough, like the adjustment to Oshawa and especially, um, the guy I was traded for had been in Oshawa for like three years and then he gets traded and then I show up and I don't know anybody. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, my, my relationship with my teammates wasn't rocky, but it, could have been better um you know but i feel like that was a big part that i was traded for a guy that they were best friends with yeah and then i'm i'm his replacement pretty much like right. off his replacement not even close to on the ice yeah but um you know so when so when you're getting traded what gm come down to be like bye yeah so uh i, I know i've had this conversation with josh too but uh dale hunter he's one of the best, if not the best coach in the OHL. And um, he's done really well, um, like with Hockey Canada and in the NHL and stuff too. But I re- the, the thing with Dale is that he leaves the dressing room to the players. So the captain of the team controls that locker yeah. room. That's his locker room. What he, say, what he says goes. Um, and so Dale wasn't very vocal with um, many of the players, and especially not me. I, I, I I say to Josh, I said, the only, the only two times I ever remember talking with Dale Hunter was 
um, the day I signed and the day he traded me. Right? <laughs> That's the only two times I really ever remember talking to Dan Hunter. He gave me a hug and off I went. Right. So, um, it's crazy. Yeah. But it was, it was, a, it was a interesting experience. Um, kind of made you think twice about everything. Cause obviously you have people telling you something like, Oh, London loves you. Uh, you're doing well. Like they really like your, your on ice performance and your off ice mm-hmm. attitude and stuff. And, um, and then the next day they're calling you, telling you you're traded. Right. So right. That's, that's just something in the OHL. And I know guys that I played with have been traded like four or five times in their career. Holy. Yeah. And by the way, guys, Columbus is no, just, was... just tired. <laughs> that was gross. So actually Ian just said something that's pretty interesting about the off ice stuff. So Benny, I'll ask you that too. Is for, in terms of like the NCAA player, how many off ice commitments did you guys have to have with like the commitment, like in terms of like the community as well? Off ice. So like what we did in the community. Yeah. Did you guys have to do is it as in depth as the OHL is? So not, I can't really compare that to the the NCAA because the, the NCAA we did like a couple things, but we're usually pretty tied up in school and um, athletics and whatnot to uh, do stuff like that. But we do do like a couple things here and there. Um, but when we really got into it, really got into the um, the like community service was in Cedar Rapids. And oh really? In the, oh yeah. When I was there in the USHL, um, Tammy, our head coach's wife, was kind of the one who would set organize everything, set everything up for stuff we do in the community, and it was a ton of fun. I remember we worked at Culver's one day, and we were um, serving the food to uh, fans and customers. So it was that's pretty cool. We did stuff like that. We also did a couple. I'm, I don't think we did it when I was there, but then I know they go to the hospital now. They got a big program with like, um, uh, you know, anti-bullying and stuff like that. So hmm. but back in juniors, you, you do a lot more community stuff. Yeah. I know when I was at Western, I did more community stuff based off my private time. So if someone like I, I was an assistant coach down there for three years with a team called the SWM Blades. Loved coaching there, but you know the head coach Tyler Eddy, excuse me, called me up and was like, "Hey, do you like coaching?" I was like, "Yeah, love it." Like, great, we need a goalie coach. Would you be interested? So that was back my sophomore year, and three years later, um, I had to say goodbye to that team. But oh, that's but, awful. Yeah, but some guys do it off their, uh, you know, own private time. Like I know one of my partners worked with a. Uh, um, a little program up in Ottawa for, uh, you know, people with disabilities and whatnot who play hockey. And it's a great organization that he does. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but um, like a lot of guys do stuff like that. It's crazy. So you guys mentioned that you guys were watching the game as well right now. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any predictions in terms of how this uh, playoff format's going to turn out? Who Who's your cup final? Yeah. Like, and to be honest man like we barely pay attention to nhl hockey really like i i, I, I like to i like to watch it just because you know i like to see like what systems are doing and whatnot and like obviously like the thing that amazes me about the nhl is obviously the ohl is really fast-paced hockey you bump it up to the nhl and it's like how do guys even think yeah. like that so that's what i kind of get you know mesmerized with by by watching nhl players but 
Um, you know, I would like the Leafs to win. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Being a home, hometown thing, but um, yeah, I hopefully the Leafs can turn around in this game quickly. But um, yeah, it's three three, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, they just, just scored. Yeah, falling off the wagon. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the second half of this podcast, there's going to be some blind rants by Taylor in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's gearing up already. Yeah, he's and, getting he's getting feisty. You Ben, any choice, any preference, or same? Or what was that? Predictions of the Cup final. Predictions? Oh, uh, I want to say Leafs. I I, re- <laughs> I really do, but. How many years has it been since they won? Yeah, I mean, fifty-three. I, I want them to win. They'll always be my favorite team, but uh, painful. Oh, it is misery. It's how is a good word to use. Yeah, but yeah. honestly, I think uh, the Capitals. I don't know what it is. Something screaming to me: the Capitals are going to win. Yeah, no, nope, that's not a bad choice either. So, or uh, that, that's a little tie in a Dale Hunter there too, right, Ian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not going to be the Habs to tell you that much. They might upset the Pens, but they'll, they'll lose to Philly next round. I'll be hearing it from Josh for the rest of the week. Oh, oh yeah, God. I'll be talking smack about it for the rest of the week now. I'm gonna... if the Habs win. We'll not hear the end of it. No, until, like never. Twenty twenty five. No, if the Habs win the Cup, this podcast is never going to happen ever. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we can't have that on recording. That, that no, can't yeah. happen. All of a sudden, this just gets edited out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually might wait till the cup final to drop yeah, this, exactly, and then just yeah, edit yeah. out your guys' predictions. Just oh like, my see, god! I told you. Yeah, exactly. You have anything else for the two? No, that's awesome. The uh, you guys did this was solid. Thanks a lot. It was. Uh, yeah, we'll have to have you on again. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. We'll have you guys on again if you guys are down. The. Uh, Love glad the. Uh, like I said, glad you guys were able to come on, and uh, it was a blast. Yeah, we appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you, guys. Anytime. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, guys. That was a fun interview. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty cool. It was, cool. It was cool to have a firsthand view of what it, life was like as a student athlete down south and what life is like as an OHLer. And then it was kind of cool how Ian got into his trade and how that worked and how when he got traded, he wasn't 18, so his parents had to sign his no-trade yeah, clause. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. No, I didn't know that was a thing at all, and I just thought that was pretty cool. I, th- I Like, I, you always wonder where it's just like, like, we even have, like, mutual buddies. Like, you think about Chris Clack and all that, where, like, you've had conversations with him before, and he's he said something along the lines of where it's just like, oh, when you ask him, oh, what you think about going? Because he got drafted in, I think, if I remember correctly, I think he got drafted by the Sioux. And I remember, I can't remember what his answer was, but the constant question that we always had for him was... Where did he end up going again? He went to Lincoln, played in the USHL there. Clarkson? Then he ended up getting, uh, he's, at, he's in Clarkson now, but he ended mm-hmm. up going from Lincoln to Muskegon, Muskegon to playing in Penticton in BC, and now he's committed. He's I think he just finished his first or second year there. Clarkson's a good school. They're D1. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, he's like green and blue. But I remember, I remember asking him, it was just like, do you... Do you regret not going to the OHL and going that way? And he kind of just gave me a, a beat around answer. Like he didn't give you a definitive yes or no. But it was cool hearing Ben and Ian both say they're happy where they ended up and the choices that they made. Yeah, for sure. And there was no regrets. It was cool how they both committed to the same school. Yeah, that's pretty and, cool. And uh, Ian ended up staying up here to play for London and Oshawa. That was pretty cool. But uh, I'm pretty depressed right now. 
the Leafs just lost to Columbus in overtime after blowing a three nothing lead. Love that. Don't love that at all. I do. Columbus is trash. Yep. I don't. I'm more mad right now than I was at Max Kellerman. I'm more mad right now than I am with Nelson. <laughs> like I've never been more furious, except when the Leafs blew the three one lead to Boston. All I do is cheer for teams that break my heart. This is. What do we get in return? Nothing. Heartbreak, misery, sadness, depression. Do you want? Do you want this mic too? Because I feel like you guys can go both off on this forever. I think it's. I think I'm not gonna lie. Like it's. I did not think they were gonna blow it. I, like I'm not trying to add to it. I did not think they were gonna blow it. But like, I agree with you before. This is not on Freddie. And it's not. Like, what are you supposed to do? I don't know what John Tavares was doing. What, what more goal. can you do as a GM or coach? For Dubas and um, Keefe, one somebody like, who you, who does this? You if, can they, st- if they don't make it out of this round, what? Who who takes this? I don't even Freddy? know if it's because Babcock's this is, gone. A, this is a see. There's no way Dubas gets fired. They were having the conversation on Overdrive today about hot seats in the NHL and how like you know if this was regular season like no covid Paul Maurice and if the jets had screwed up Paul Maurice might be in the hot seat or Yeah, but they just resigned Kyle him. Dubis or They just resigned Paul Maurice. Yeah, or like Mike Sullivan if Pittsburgh had left oh, in the yeah. first round. Oh yeah. He's on the hot or, seat I think one way or another. If he can't get by Montreal, he's gone. But I'm so pissed right now. Like I'm miserable. What happened? I'm going to pass on my tangent. I don't even need to do it. You sure? I feel like it's just going to make me more upset. Yeah. Okay, well, we can have a rational conversation. Is that better? What do you want to talk about? Who? Okay, no, honestly. If you had, like, what What do you think the problem was then today? You're not an expert on this, obviously. No, but, but like, the Leafs have a really bad habit, especially the last few years of blowing third-period leads. They get comfortable. They get they get up. They, they, you know the they first say. The first two periods come easy to them when they're, when they're buzzing. And then... Do you know what they say? The three-goal lead is the worst lead. They're so... They're so... Two-goal lead. I'm being sarcastic. They are They are the most inconsistent team in the this. NHL. Sorry, I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying this. They... Look at game one. They played all right, and they lost 2 nothing. Freddie lets Game two was one of the most dominant games of the Leafs' last three seasons I've ever watched. Columbus was trash. Columbus dominant. had nothing. The Leafs were buzzing the first two periods, and then they decided to lay an egg in the third. And... You told me I didn't get to watch the beginning of the first period. Columbus hit what? Two posts? Crossbar and a post. So it could have been, this couldn't, might not have even been in overtime. I pray to God that Pittsburgh wins tomorrow. You'll never hear the end of it. Leafs and Montreal both play tomorrow, too. You'll never hear the end of it. Like, the benefit that you guys have is that this game's going on while I'm at work. That's the benefit that you guys have. Because I guarantee you that if this was going on at prime time, Oh, buddy, the updates that you guys would be getting. You too, Andrew. You too. You guys deleted me out of the group chat already once. This would be permanent. If Montreal wins tomorrow, you're getting kicked out again. That's fine. For good. That's fine. I'll go start a podcast with somebody else. This is brutal. Like, we should just never record a podcast again. But it's not, we're not doing a Leaf podcast. (laughs) We could. You could. On how poorly run this team is. I don't even know what the answer is. Did I ever tell you the story I, I about one of my... I don't know how you Did build I, a Stanley Cup contender anymore. So it's funny What else do you need? You have two franchise players. But you guys you guys are the anomaly in, in order for Leafs fans for me. Every Leaf fan that I know, besides you, Andrew, and, and Telly, are like... You guys are rational. 
everybody else, there's always some ridiculous excuse, and it's hilarious because it's it's the snow. It snowed on Monday. That's why they lost today. It's not. It's not. People. Someone. Someone gave me attitude at the store. That's why we lost a lot on Friday. I have the best one. I was talking to a buddy of mine last year, just before I got into ball hockey last week, last year, and it was just after the trade deadline happened, and you guys didn't make any moves. You guys didn't make any moves last year, right? Yeah. So I called my buddy up, and I was talking to him, and I was just like, "What?" I was like, "How are you feeling about all this?" And he's just like, "Oh, I can already smell a first round exit. We're gonna get bounced by Boston." And he's just going off, and I'm just like. You can't think like that. I mean, you can't think negatively. He goes, no, I know why. I know why. He goes, you want to know why? It's because Kyle Dubas was bullied in school. <laughs> and I was just like, what? And he's just like, there's no tough guys on this team anymore. And it's because he was bullied in oh school. Oh, my gosh. And the tough that, guy argument is the most And he's just like, bull- he goes, there's no tough guys on this team. And it's arguments. because Kyle Dubas was bullied in high school. And it gives him PTSD. I'm like, I, dude, I couldn't stop laughing. I could not stop laughing. I'm like, that is the worst Leaf fan excuse I've ever heard in my life. The tough guy argument is the worst. Because they, but, yeah, because they went out. They got Muzzin. They got Clifford. What's their excuse now? I, I don't know, Although man. Although that, that, that absolute bomb that Clifford laid on, on was it Kukic or whatever his name is? Kukin. Penalty, but awesome. No, it was a clean hit. It was shoulder on shoulder. His feet left the ice, both of them. After the hit, the no, point of contact feet were on the ground. If you look at that video, he jumped. Eh. I didn't care. Like I don't understand. It man. wasn't a hit to the head. It was a it. shoulder to the chest. Like it was a clean hit. But like the Leafs on paper are Stanley Cup favorites every year. Well, the last like three years. That's what I mean by every year. Look at the team they have. If you played NHL twenty, you'd win the Stanley Cup with the Leafs yeah, with the team a bunch they have of right 80s now. Eighties and higher overalls, except Cody Ceci. He's forty. And like, okay, and overtime, Tavares this, goes. This loss wasn't even Cody Ceci's fault. It wasn't even Martin, Martin Rinchins, bro. Oh, it was Tavares. He tries to, at the end of a shift, go for a curl and drag shot in the high slot and gets poke check and goes back three on two at a breakaway for Dubois. Are you kidding me? What are you doing, man? You've been in the league for 10 years. Figure it out. For real. What more do you need? You have Matthews, franchise player. Tavares, franchise player. Marner. Nylander, Riley, number one goalie. What What else do you need? Lafreniere? Yeah, I might as well have them, <laughs> have them at this point. <laughs> Imagine the Habs win tomorrow. That'd be the greatest. I'll end my life. Don't say that. I'd consider it. <laughs> Don't say that. I don't know what I would do with you guys. is right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but that doesn't really Dairy's a busy road. Cars go very fast on the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But seriously. But there's more volume on the 401. The, this is uh, just a joke. Why do I even bother with sports ever? Because that's part of the reason. That's What's part of the point? reason we get into sports. We know that we know like it's it's crazy to say, but like you know that there's gonna be heartbreak in it. You get involved for it knowing heartbreak that. Heartbreak your whole life. Your whole life. See, I don't know that. I was born the last year they won the Santa Cup. The Habs won the Santa Cup. So coincidence, I think not, but whatever. I mean, you're just a dirty coward because you cheer for that team, anyways. Why? Because they're they just suck, Bruh. They're brutal. Two one. I'd rather play Pittsburgh. <laughs> How do you give up a three goal lead to like one of the worst offensive teams in the league? Seriously. Yo, because Jeff Petrie's a. They beast. run their power play with three defensemen. Who? Columbus. Oh, they were talking about Montreal. Like, 
I don't understand. There's another one, but, but I don't get what's it. his face? They blew a two goal lead yesterday, Pittsburgh. All these high seeds, man. I mean, I know it's even playing field now with COVID, given. No, how it's not. Like, I, yeah, it that's is. a no, dumb excuse. It is. Too. No, it is. How? Because no one skated. No skated. There was no. But everyone's prep. in the same there boat. There's no momentum. Exactly. Everyone, even playing so field. So then it's not. Then it's not an adv- disadvantage. Everyone's in the same boat. I'm saying even playing field. For everyone. Oh, so okay, yeah. That's there is no advantage, there's no disadvantage. But you're making it sound like like you shouldn't be blaming that on that for this. Like the Leafs, should, that, that can't be the excuse because everybody has that. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm probably overreacting because the series is not over. They play tomorrow. 75% of the teams who win game three win the series in the best of five. I don't know. The Leafs have come back from worse. Which makes it even better that the Habs, don't worry, the Habs will blow game four and five. They were down 3-1 to Boston when they blew that lead. Yeah, so the they series. tease you all. That's the thing, man. They get so close. Like, last year. I'm sorry. A, that last year should not have gone six, to Game 7. Should not have gone home, to Game 7. At home, up 3-2. You yeah. close it out at home. Should not have gone to Game 7. Am I wrong to say that? They played that? a perfect Game 5 road game. They won 2-0. Uh, but am I wrong to say that? That, should not, have been, that should not have been Game 7 last year. No. And if you give... Great teams like the Bruins, and that kills me to say it, an opportunity, they're going to take it. And they're Why does it kill you to say it? It's facts. Because they're, they're a great team, but I hate them. So do I. But if you give good teams opportunities like that, they're going to kill you. Well, they're going to they're gonna capitalize on those opportunities, and that's exactly what happens. So if they get, if the Leafs get by this round, who do they play? Washington? It depends on the reseed. I don't know. It's all dependent on how the other series pan Montreal out. Montreal gets Philly, and that's a beatable series for them. Because, yeah, Philly's one in the East right now. I'm already talking about Washington. Like Montreal getting through. I think whoever wins that... I think Is whoever, Pittsburgh going to play Jari tomorrow? No. Still Murray? Yeah. I'm sorry. The two of the three goals that they uh, let in... Yesterday. That last goal can't go in, though, as a goalie. Agreed. Great shot but, by Petrie, but, but that and neither, can't go and neither in. Should, uh, maybe then, maybe, because the third goal that Byron... Banged home, shouldn't have gone in either. They were down 3 1, right? Yep. Going into third? Yep. Petrie scored the winner? Yep. Like no, that. going into the third, it was 3 3. 3 3. Sorry, they were up. They were up 3 1 halfway through the second. Yeah. The one thing that happens is that they haven't scored a power play goal. They don't have really have power play, though. But my point is, it's just like the one thing that I got to say about this team, and I had this conversation with you today. They have fight, man. They don't. They don't roll over and die. The Leafs die. don't. They don't roll over and die. The Leafs have the Habs have nothing to lose, nothing to lose. They shouldn't even be here. They're the last team in this. Literally, playoff. they have nothing to lose. They get bounced. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, that's normal." They win. They have nothing to lose and everything to gain. If you're a, if you're a, the owner of the Habs, you almost want to lose, so you get your shot at Lafreniere. The see, I disagree. I, why? Why you want them to win? The more you win, the more revenue you get in. Even if there's aren't fans in the stands, you still get revenue based off merchandise and everything that's going on. Yeah, but think you, of if you get Lafreniere, how much you're going to make off those jerseys? A French kid at first overall in Montreal, where the draft was supposed to be. Well, if they don't get in, if they don't get by this round, it's getting rigged and they're getting him. Like when the Knicks got Ewing? Patrick Ewing. That was rigged. Yes, like the Oilers got McDavid. The Leafs had the highest chance. Yeah, they had the most balls left, and the Oilers ended up getting them. I honestly think the Leafs are going to win tomorrow. Did you ever find it funny that, like, McDavid's year, everyone thought the Leafs were going to get him. Oilers ended up getting him. Leafs got the first round pick, first overall pick the following year. 
Then I the mean, year that the year, but the year that Austin Matthews was going, everyone thought the Buffalo Arizona was going to get it. And then the following year after the Matthews went, Buffalo got it, and they got Dalene. But isn't it weird that like everyone who thinks that like it's like the statistics wise that it doesn't end up going to the team that everyone obviously Detroit had an eighteen percent chance of getting the first overall pick, and they pick fourth or second. Well, wasn't Ottawa worse? Ottawa had two in the lottery, and they picked three and five. Yeah, so but I mean that means they're not getting Byfield either. Actually, would you they trade? would be getting Byfield. Okay, if you're if you're Ottawa and you can take Drysdale and Byfield, would you still say whoever had the first overall pick? The Drysdale's Rangers, nasty. If you could get Byfield and Drysdale, or trade those picks for Lafreniere, what would you do? Trade them for Lafreniere. I'd I think I'd take those two players over. Think about actually, it. Actually, they need defensemen, so yeah. Think I'd about do it that too. In a actually. cap world, you're I, getting I two NHL-ready talent players at the league minimum. Yeah, I changed my answer. You're right. I would do that too for a cap. For well, I think to be perfectly honest with you, any two players you get in the top five, regardless of who they are, I would take that. Unless you're getting like a Crosby, the, the equivalent, or the equivalent, the equivalent to the um the talent that you're getting in Lafreniere would be more. I feel like if you got two top fives. I mean, Lafreniere isn't like a generational player. Like, if it was that you offer, think he is? no, no, no. I'm saying if that offer was like, I mean, no one would ever do it. But if you were the Oilers and you received that trade and you could get two young, would you players, classify Ma- Matthews as generational? No, uh, franchise, not generational. I would say he's exceptional. Yeah, franchise maybe, but like McDavid is franchise altering. How about Drysaddle? Uh, no. He's, he's like Matthews. I put, I put him as franchise. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you think he's do you think he's generational? I had over 100 points this year. He plays with McDavid though. Like I'm not that doesn't no, not all not all year he didn't. Most he of was the on year. the second line a lot with Nuge. I'm not saying he's a great, he's a great player. I put him in the top 5 in the NHL, but I don't think he's a generational talent. Really? I disagree. I'm with Tully on this one. I think he is. I, I think, think they, they find I, I think they have two. Generational it's like Messier the, and Gretzky there again. But generational talent gets thrown around a lot. No, it doesn't because uh, no one threw it. People no call talent. Jack Eichel generational. I disagree with Is that Stamkos though. Stamkos generational? No. No. Okay. I, I, I thought you were going to say yes. Yeah, no. John Tavares, not no, generational. But I think I think Drysaitel is. I think Drysaitel is, and I think he's only going to get better. That guy is straight up nasty. He's great. He's yeah. Great, and he's big. Did you say he's better than Matthews? Yes. Yeah. You would? I would too. I like Math- I like Austin Matthews. Matthews I think he's a, better. Matthews has a better shot, but overall, Matthews is a better complete player though. Two hundred. You got th- Connor Saddle- McDavid was able to do what he was doing with Zach Cassian on his line this year. Drysaddle and the other guy on had the wing though too. Kyler Yamamoto was on Drysaddle. Yeah, for a while, but like majority of the year, Drysaddle played with McDavid. Those guys, those guys accounted for like sixty percent of the points. Yeah, and Messier and Gretzky played together. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. It was Except Gretzky and Curry. Yeah. Still fucking Jari Curry like, yeah. Generational? No. No. How many points that guy has? Generational are generational players are very far and few between. You, if you look at the NHL right now, like I could maybe name five. That's about it. I'd put Drysaddle, McDavid. No, I'd put Crosby, Ovechkin, Malkin. I see. I would say Crosby, Ovechkin. McKinnon, McDavid. He's got 1,400 points. I don't even know if I can name a fifth. Dry settle. No. Not for me. I don't even know if I can name a fifth player That's that would be generational. Kane? 
Taves? No. I think Kane's a better player. I'm just being devil's advocate here. No, I know. Uh, but even Carey Price? No. He's a generational goalie. Mm. He's had fallen. Like next to Marty Broder, after Marty Broder, the next goalie in line on that in terms of like. No, Patrick Waugh is better than. No, no, I'm not that's not what I'm talking about. I think what I'm talking about in chronological order, it was Patrick Waugh, then Marty Broder, and then there was Broder a was lull. First, was he not? Hmm? Oh, no. No. Waugh was first, yeah. There was like a lull for a long time. Like, don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of good goalies in between. Like, Lungfist might have been in there too for a while. But like Cujo, I think I think for the longest the long time long. I don't think that there's been a better goalie in the NHL currently than Carey Price even though he's had a few off years the last few years. Yeah, but just being the best goalie in the NHL doesn't make you generational. I think dude, the guy won hearts. This guy's like Oh, uh, heart. Heart. Oh yeah, heart. But he's like I just I think he's just You could put him on the bubble. I see. I think I would put him on, in terms of generational judge, talent for goaltenders. I think he's in. Yeah, there. but if you look at the model of consistency with Waugh and Brodeur, those guys were good for their whole careers. They also had good teams around them. Yeah. For the most part. Brodeur had a. Price, Price, Price hasn't had a consistently good team around him. And you and I have both agreed on this. Yeah. yeah maybe you're right. Maybe you could put Price in there. But he, he would be like the only goalie I would consider. Okay, so let me ask you this honest question. I know you like Freddie Anderson. Carey Price is there. Being Carey Price, do they get into the next round? On the Leafs? Yeah. 100%. Why is that, though? Because He's there's a finally goalie. a team around him, though. He's also a better goalie. But there's also a team around him that can support him, and it's not just – he's not – it's not – Yeah, solely you're not winning on, on by the goalie. Correct. Yeah. So you're Marty only Broder, as good as your goalie will let Marty you be. Marty and, and Patrick Waugh had – like guys like Patrick, sorry, had guys like Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg and and Rob Blake and Rob Blake and uh, what's that? Ilyash and John Madden and all those guys like and Newendike and all those guys that could like bang and get in there. You know what I mean? Like it's just like this is what they did. Also, the for, the way the Devils played was beneficial for goalies. Right, because it was a lock. Yeah, it was just shut down, score a goal and just shut it down. Yeah, and then you got. Guys like Ray Bork in front of Patrick Waugh, and you got all those dudes. Yeah, Rob Blake, Timo Solani played in front of him. Like, it's just like Carey Price. Uh, Carey Price. Alex Kovlov. Mike Camilleri. Mike Zach Okoivu. No, not on Scott him, Gomez. Scott Gomez. Brian Gianta. <laughs> Steve Bejan. Steve Bejan. <laughs> Chad Kilger. Yeah, exactly. Leafs legend. Mikhail Grabo. Yeah. But that's my point, though. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, all these guys played in front of him, and it's just like it's you can't, you can't. I can't. I feel like he's a generational talent, but hasn't had any generational talent in front of him to go along with it. Yeah. Every one of these generational goalies have had generational talent in front of him. Joe Sackick, like all those type of guys. See, that's a guy I would call generational. Just Sackick. For sure. Just Sackick. But he was in front of a generational goalie. Yeah, yeah. Ray Bork was also generational. Yeah. Scored a lot, but he took a lot of shots. A lot. How many? Over 5K. <laughs> 5,000 shots as a defenseman. Hey but you can't score if you don't shoot. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky. Michael no. Scott. Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Scott. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Michael Scarn. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, and I feel like these, these, these playoffs are going to be kind of an eye opener for a lot of teams because it can, it's playoff out. Like, this type of stuff 
this type of playoff format is going right to now. give teams though and players the playoff experience though that may not have always gotten it. Like yeah. Nick Suzuki, if this was going on normal, guys like Nick Suzuki and Victor Mete and all those type of guys wouldn't be getting this. Yeah. You're right. So it's beneficial to that. I the, Before the first game of the Habs played against Pittsburgh, they were saying that combined, Carey Price and Shea Weber had more playoff experience than legitimately their entire roster. <laughs> yes. Two guys. Yeah. Those are guys Max Domi never made it to the playoffs. Like, you look at the roster. Brendan Gallagher played there a bit, obviously. Lekkanen, nope. Nope. Byron, nope. not really. Uh, I think he was there the last time they were in it. That's it, though. Deneau, Petrie, maybe. not really. Petrie, Deneau, yeah, a little Petrie bit. Was there. Um, but he never played in Edmonton. So, like, that's the thing. Like, you look at all these things, it's just, like, it's not there. Yeah. Would you have rather done... If you could do one of those deals, Subban for Weber or get the Pet- get Petrie, what would you do? I think I'd rather get Petrie. Then or now? It's now. Like, now I would get Petrie. Bo- at the peak of both then, of them. Oh, at the peak, it would be 100% Shea Weber. The peak of the, the trade, I'm saying. Like, Oh, so you're talking about the peak of their career. No, 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 no. The peak of the trade... I see. I still Petrie. think that they. I still think that they won that Shea Weber deal. Petrie was one of the most underrated trades in the last six years, for sure. And that kills me to say because he's a hab. But that was a great. That was a great trade. It was a second round pick. Who turned out to be who? I don't know exactly. Probably nobody, because Edmonton drafts so poorly. Although the other good trade that the Habs made was for Max Pacioretty, giving up Craig Rivet for him. That was a pretty yeah. good move. And they got a decent return for him too. Suzuki's, Suzuki's a good player. Suzuki's nasty, yeah. I got, uh, what's the other guy? Tatar, who's turned his career around. Yeah. Tata. Tuna. Tuna. Big tuna. Kale, I'm going to go home and drown my miseries in sleep. Because I am just so tired of being a Leaf fan that I'm going to wake so up tomorrow. tune in uh, tomorrow because if there's I'm going to wake up tomorrow on neutral Habs, hockey fan. Straight up, tune into Instagram because if the Habs beat the Leafs, the Carlton dance will be will be on there again. Like if the Habs get through and the Leafs don't, there will be a Carlton dance. Big day tomorrow for sure. Big. I think. To honestly, you think the Leafs win tomorrow? Be honest. Yes. Do you think they win on Sunday? Like, do you think the Leafs win this series? Still? Their history in Game Sevens and their history in knockout games is suggesting otherwise, but I would like to say yes. Tyler, you think the Leafs win tomorrow? Yeah, they'll win tomorrow, but they'll lose Sunday. <laughs> Typical Leaf fashion. Oh, looks like we forced a, an elimination game. Whoop whoop. Nope. Don't show up. They they're they're winning four nothing this time on Sunday. Last five minutes of the game, Columbus wins six to four. I think they're gonna win tomorrow in like a dominating fashion. They have to. Just they have to. They have to. They have game. to shift everything back. You could tell they were. missing They came Muzzin out tonight, this morning. Though. You could tell they were missing Muzzin. Marincin is not even. They weren't missing Muzzin for the first two periods, bro. They weren't. But yeah, you could. Yes, you. The chances they gave up in the first were still high quality. Okay, that, that I the will The turnovers agree with. that Marincin had tonight, he is 3% they took their of the foot player off the pedal. that Muzzin That's had why they lost. Is. They took their foot off the pedal. They you, Yes, obviously you're missing Muzzin. Like, there's no doubt about that. Like, but, what a waste of Nick Robertson's first goal, too. But at the end of the day, it was just whatever. That's not going to be his last. No, I know. But the thing, that I, like, the thing that I'm trying to tell you is that it's just like, it's something along the lines of you, you were ahead without Muzzin. 
you had your foot on their throat. Yeah, but if you have Muzzin you took in the it third, off. you can just run Riley, you, CeCe, you Muzzin, that. Hall. You don't know that. But that's CeCe's what it would be. on the ice. Then you don't play CeCe and you but just go is, 3D with You can't a necessarily floater. say that they're missing Muzzin when they were kicking ass and taking names for the first 40 minutes. They well, took their foot off we'll the pedal. See. Tomorrow we'll see. They took their foot off the pedal. Well, yeah, obviously, if they don't make it through, then yes, they were missing Muzzin. Imagine, like, you know how Babcock would always start Anderson in the first half of back-to-backs? Imagine oh, Keith, God. like, adapted that mentality and started Campbell tomorrow. Did Campbell start? No. I don't think so no. either. You ride or die now. Does Corpus Allo start? Yes. You think so still? Mm, interesting. Actually, I don't know. He came in and Merzlink shut is, the door. He was the reason they, like, those saves in overtime? On Tavares, on Nylander, and McKayev, all in like that seven-second span. The, he saved the game for them. He had some huge saves tonight. In the in the third, the Leafs could have iced it, but it's Leafs, so why would they? Accurate. Wrap it up. We good? Sounds good. Go Habs, I'm go. Not good. I'm not good. I am very good. But we will Special, we will see uh, tomorrow. Stay tuned to our Instagram for when Pittsburgh and the Leafs win. And there will be no Carlton dance. The only Carlton dance will be on Sunday when the Leafs advance. Thanks for coming. How are you? I don't want to see a Carlton dance for the Leafs unless they win the cup. That's the only time. Yeah, that's fair. I'll be getting a Carlton dance before that because I know for sure, based off this series, uh, you they are not winning the cup, and I will be getting my money. Nope. Go Leafs, go. Live and die. For some reason. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you, but. Anyway, to bring this back down to basketball we we went off on a weird tangent here but the uh i can't look at you the, the leafs are trash <laughs> the leafs suck the being a leaf fan is like waking up <laughs> getting a gut punch every morning like why do i even cheer for this team anymore honestly for real what is the point cut yourself there i saw what is the I saw, point in cheering for this team man i saw the word getting loaded in the are barrel are you kidding me columbus they scored four goals all year, and all four of them were against the Leafs. Dubois had God three of them. Like, what is the point in even watching sports anymore? Every team I love just breaks my heart. So if they don't make it and the Habs do, what happens now? The Leafs better get Lafreniere if they lose. <laughs> if the Leafs don't get Lafreniere, if they lose tomorrow night and the Leafs don't get you know Lafreniere, they're not. you know they're not, though. I'm going to go on the 401 and just lay down. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, last basketball comments. Raps better win just to yeah. make me feel better. They get bounced in the first so round too. Oh my god. You just stop watching sports all entirely? I might. I might. I cheer for the Bills, the Jays, the Leafs, and the Raps. <laughs> all losers except <laughs> one. Uh, like that's just pathetic. The Jays lost tonight. Telly, do you have anything to say about basketball? Anyways, thanks guys for listening. Uh, I'm your co host, Taylor Curran. I'm Josh Condotta. Brain <laughs> freeze. Brain freeze. Josh to, is with uh, it. Special thanks to the Blacker Brothers. Blacker, Ireland R. Shout out. Shout out uh, to the Blacker out Brothers. The, uh, Check out that link on our bio. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, so we'll give us a listen. On the link tree. And uh, I'm just not even going to do my normal spiel at the end because I'm not You're feeling it You're just that it depressed. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, just, guys. Just, Have a good just night. Just good night. Yeah, good night, Jim Kite.